0: You're listening to the light version of The Piece of Persistence. Visit patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash piece of persistence for complete access with double the content and zero ads. Hi, and welcome to The Peace of Persistence, the show where we seek to uncover the keys to happiness and success, one honest conversation at a time. I'm your host, Abigail Wright, and today I get to introduce you to the amazing Shannon Algio. Shannon, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Abigail. I'm excited to be here. Me too.
0: Shannon Algio is a speaker, coach, and mindfulness teacher who helps thousands of people around the globe tune into their life's purpose and activate transformative personal and career growth. He is the co-founder of Soul Feed Podcast, one of the iTunes top self-help podcasts, which has been downloaded in over 160 countries with 1.5 million downloads to date. And he interviews inspirational leaders like Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Gabby Bernstein, and more. Shannon is also the creator of Awaken.yoga, which provides affordable online yoga and meditation classes for all levels and all bodies to practice yoga from home, at work, or on the go. Shannon was named one of the nicest instructors in New York City by Rate Your Burn for his work as a yoga teacher, and his coaching intuition has been called a gift to the well being community. He leads corporate mindfulness programs for companies like the global nonprofit Red, funded by Bono as well as several startup companies. In addition to giving talks for Lululemon and Wanderlust, Shannon was invited to speak at the United Nations for the Yoga and UN Culture of Peace. Again, thank you so much. I'm really thrilled to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to be talking to you about the piece of persistence. (laughs) Good stuff.
0: Let's talk about mindfulness for a moment. I'd love to get a little mini primer from you for people who are interested in practicing mindfulness, maybe even for the first time.
1: If you haven't practiced mindfulness, mindfulness can be something that you practice while you literally like sit on a meditation cushion and set a timer for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or 45 minutes a day, whatever, it can also be tapping into body awareness, like sensing the body from the inside out. And uh, one of the teachers that I studied, that I've studied with Eckhart Tolle, the power of now. Mm, um,
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. He talks about being, becoming aware of the inner body. So it's like, and I love this simple question is like, can can you be aware that there is life in your hands? And then more specifically, Can you be aware that there is life in your right hand? Can you feel the inner aliveness, the life pulsation in your right hand? And then can you localize that attention and feel that there's life? Like, how do you know that there's life in your right pinky finger? Hmm. So mindfulness is sensing and coming to know your location in yourself and in the world. And It's sort of, it's this radical practice um, because so much of our lives are experienced from the outside in, you know, how do I look, you know, what is my, what does my career look like? How much money do I make? What can I buy that will enhance my sense of self or how many Instagram followers do I have? And so we start to identify who we are with stuff, with things And then we lose our sense of self. So, so mindfulness is the, is this radical practice of getting still slowing down and sensing what it's like to be alive in, in your body in this moment right now. And, you know, in the practice of meditation that I practice, I sit on my mat meditation cushion and I observe my breath and I observe my thoughts and the practice is I try to not get fixated or, or stuck on one thought or go down a rabbit hole of thoughts, which happens in every single meditation that I do. <laughs> sure. So the goal is not to stop the thoughts. The goal is to witness like you're watching a movie, witness the thoughts with but but not identify with the story that the thoughts are are telling, just kind of like noticing and the best way, in my experience, to practice this is just to come back to the breath again and again, because the breath is transient; it's always shifting and moving. So if we just stay in connection to the breath, then we will stay present. It's a uh, repatterning of the brain to sit still and to observe and to even experience boredom. Sure. Um, but it's really it's a powerful practice because otherwise we can just kind of sit there and keep reloading Facebook on our phones <laughs> you know it's like that's a different kind of mind training that i don't know if it's always so helpful so mindfulness is um i think of it as a radical practice it's like a counterculture practice that helps us connect to who we really are beneath the surface
0: it's beautiful and sort of living life before it disappears <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I did it this morning. I was like, I was like, I love my morning coffee. I walked to get my morning coffee. I've been drinking my morning coffee, but I realized I was like, I haven't enjoyed it. And I was like, huh, do I not like it? And I was like, no, I just haven't taken a moment to like sip the coffee and be like, mmm, yes, that is coffee. <laughs> I wasn't noticing it. My mind was elsewhere. All it takes is the intention to become aware. And the attention placed on what am I aware of, and, and we have a different, more uh, nuanced, more felt experience. And we don't feel as much when we're numbing with noise, television, social media, uh, whatever your numbing devices, we all have all have them. Sure. Uh, we don't feel as much. Now, that could be considered a good thing if there's something that we don't want to feel. But, you know, Brene Brown talks about what you can't selectively numb emotions. Mm. When we numb the the tough emotions, we also numb the joy it's true. and the connection. Mindfulness is a radical practice. It's a countercultural practice. And it's a uh, courageous practice to actually say like, hey, Shannon, I want to sit with you today. Just you. Just you and me, kid. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks for sitting with me today. This is really nice. Um, Yes. (laughs) And in terms of improving well-being, the topic of surrounding yourself with the right people comes up a lot, you know, sort of looking for those unicorns in your life. Do you have any advice for someone who feels hesitant, anxious, or even afraid to change their inner or even outer circles of influence?
1: The people that we have in our lives and in our energy field, the people that we're drawing in are reflections of our, of ourselves. Our vision is so limited when we talk about like our literal vision, like I can't see the cells and the bacteria and all the things crawling on my arm and how, and how my skin is my, you know, we're often referred to as the third lung, how it's so penetrable. And, mm-hmm. um, we are interconnected energetically beyond measure. And so the frequency that I'm aligned with and and my intentions and my goals and my energy and my subconscious are attracting in and inviting in and and opening space up for certain people to come in and and this can be really challenging is um people will reflect back who we are. And you know, it's really interesting because oftentimes someone, who we're in relationship will activate us in a certain way. Maybe they'll activate us and make us feel really loved and desired and worthy. Or maybe they'll activate us and make us feel really uh, awful and, and ashamed and disgusting. <laughs> but either way, they're activating something in us that is giving us the opportunity to look at what is that within me that needs healing, that needs love, that needs compassion, that needs to shift? What is it that I I desire and want to create? If you have a circle of people who are self-deprecating, who are doing a lot of drugs and numbing, who are affirming to you your own belief that you're not enough in some capacity, then that is going to be a toxic relationship. It's going to eat at the um, well-being of both individuals in that relationship. And so the question becomes, how can I... How can I do the work within myself to notice what this relationship means to me and why it's showing up and what it's teaching me, and perhaps create some boundaries, perhaps create some shifts, mm. perhaps not hang out with this particular person or these particular people by default because I think I have to because because
0: they I'll ask be lonely. Me too
1: if i don't or they ask me to it's like really you know there's this fabulous quote that i saw on instagram i know all these quotes and not a single person who said them (laughs) (laughs) um but the 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 quote and it's really stuck with me ever since is walls keep everybody out boundaries show people where the door is and that's what i've been really working on creating in my life is boundaries and, and and so that people know if you need something from shannon um, this is what I offer. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. People don't come to me to, uh, simply vent and have me affirm that they're not enough anymore. Those people are like, are just going elsewhere to do that if they need to. Yeah. The the people who come to me know where the door is and they know that we want to be present for each other, that we want to connect, that we want to have real talk. That is a that is something that I have created through a lot of inner work over time, slowly, really being mindful about my relationships and and looking at how I'm showing up to those relationships. So it comes
0: back to mindfulness, really.
1: It really does. It really does We're and and responsibility. Like, how can I show up and be responsible f- for myself right now in this moment and what I am holding space for and opening space for in this relationship with someone else.
0: So, guess what? I'm writing my first book. I always thought I had a story to tell and I'm really excited to start. It's true, I'm just in the beginning stages, but I'm confident it's going to be great. Why? Because I'm using Chandler Bolt's advice and his self-publishing school. They help you every step of the way from the start to the very finish and everything in between. It's an incredible guided process and helps make even a beginning author like me confident that I can create and sell my story. If you have a story to tell too, right now, you can go to pieceofpersistence.com publish for more information and a free workshop. In the workshop, Chandler teaches you the three-step system he uses to write, publish, and launch a best-selling book in as little as 90 days and how to use your book to leave a legacy. You'll also get a free copy of his best-selling book, Book Launch. Check it out at peaceofpersistence.com slash publish. I know I'm excited to get started. If there were one thing you'd like the world to see differently, what would it be?
1: Who you are anywhere is who you are everywhere. Hmm. So who you are By yourself, when you're alone in your apartment or your house or in your car, that energy gets felt when you get out of the car and start relating to people and interacting. So, like, let us get um, in integrity with who we are behind the scenes. My mom used to say this um, to me growing up all the time is your character is who you are when nobody's looking. I agree and I disagree. I think your character is who you are when nobody's looking and who you are when everyone's looking. Um, I think it's both. And I, and I think I I would love everyone in the world (laughs) to know that, that you're enough, that you are enough and you are a leader and people need you and it's time to show up.
0: I mean the last question I like to ask everyone before we close out the show is just do you have any other advice for us
1: Be sweeter and more gentle with yourself I think you know okay. we're talking about the peace of persistence and persistence is powerful it's courageous it's committed hmm. um and persistence can also get exhausting and so it's the peace of persistence and if we're gentle with ourselves while we're being persistent, and if we're sweet with ourselves while we're continuing to show up and, and take a stand and be committed, then I think we're going to be so powerful.
0: That's incredible. Shannon, thank you so much. It's been incre- like really absolutely incredible to talk to you today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the space that you're holding, um, the work that you're doing, the conversations that you're having. Um, and Mm -hmm. for, for being a leader, stepping out and, and being a leader and, and creating this, uh, beautiful body of work that you're creating. Thank you, Abigail.
0: Oh, such a joy. Thank you so much. And thank you all for joining us today on the piece of persistence. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share us with a friend or review us on Apple podcasts, YouTube, or IMDB. I'm sure you know, but every share and review or even rating really helps new people discover our show. Also, if you know anyone who's extraordinarily and genuinely happy, who's had some success in their lives, if you think they'd be a good fit for the show, please let us know at peaceofpersistence at gmail.com. In the meantime, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next time on the Peace of Persistence for more great content to help all of us find more happiness and success in our lives. But have we forgotten what really makes us sing and dance at night? It's the people around And our dreams that lives us up from underground